Welcome back to another season on Looking Hunters Matter. So we're going to change it up this year, or at least on this episode. Instead of doing a whole introduction and then getting into the topic, we're just going to just dive into the topic as we go along. So first off, I want to apologize for being so long on getting another episode out. I was really focused on the end of the season, trying to get it done, get another year down. A lot of my time was focused on that. And then when when I wasn't doing that, it was wrapped up and consumed into dealing with some issues with our neighbor here. But moving on, I'm back. I'm here to get some episodes out to you all. Some other things that have changed is we now have Facebook for Unlucky Hunters Matters. So please add us and we'll add you. Follow along on us on there. And then we are also going to be posting when we are going to be doing our next podcast to get inputs on what topics you all want to go over and talk about. We'll also be coming out with some Unlucky Hunters Matter products, i.e. shirts, sweatshirts, t-shirts. So be on the lookout for that. Please support us. Greatly appreciate it. So now that the season is done, what do we do as hunters? Well, for me, what I do is I start to do those hunting to-do lists that I've been putting off for the last four or five months, how long the seasons are. Get those knocked out, take on any other projects that can get done while the weather's nicer. Then I also start to do scouting. Sure, I want to do more scouting than I've done last year, but obviously it's all work dependent. So, what the, does that mean for me? It means that I start taking up more of my weekends to do my project and scout on the side, which is nothing wrong with that. But anyway, so <laughs> scouting, huge importance. Taking the information you learned from last season and adapting to it now. You can find areas to spring bear hunt. I know that's a thing in a lot of states. Uh, Turkey season for us here in Connecticut. It opens up in a couple months. Same thing with the surrounding states. If you're down south or or close enough to the south and you want to take a drive. I know there's spring turkey seasons that open up I think next month. If they haven't already opened, they've opened pretty early down there. And then, obviously, fishing season opens up. I think for us, it officially opens up in a month. I think it used to be the third or fourth week of March is the official opener for catch and keep. I don't know if you can still do catch or release in the off season. Something kind of have to look up for you fishermen out there. Maybe you could provide that information. That'd be great. And then, planning for next season. Planning out-of-state hunts is always an option. Maybe that's on your bucket list of things to do. Maybe this is the year that you start to get it done. You can start planning now. I know a lot of states you can start applying soon. And usually the deadline is, at least from Oregon, which is where I grew up, I want to say that the deadline for your applications was 
due by like mid-May or something like that, and a couple months later, the results came out. Which gave you plenty of time to get ready for your season, right? If the results come out in July, your hunt starts in October or November. That's still four or five months to plan for that. There's a lot of options out there. Or you do like me and start planning for just hunting local states around me with all in about an hour drive. Massachusetts is only... 15 minutes for me while Rhode Island is about an hour which I drive sometimes that far to go to the some of my other hunting spots in Connecticut to hunt so just don't limit yourself to hunting in one spot one area, expand out even if it's the same state, just expand your, your options like Fred Bear says actually I won't quote him because I don't know what he was trying to say. Actually, I do know what he said. I was trying to say. He's saying that just because the season ends on, say, December 31st, just your deer season ends. The next deer season starts the very next day. Yeah, you might not be able to hunt, but you will still can go out in the woods. There's nothing that says that you can't go in the woods and learn. And move your tree stands around if you're one of those people who likes to leave your tree stand out all year round me I like to put them out towards the late part of summer and then get them right around now so I can do the maintenance and not have to worry about them getting stolen since I do use pretty nice tree stands and you might want to consider that doing that too bringing them in doing your maintenance on them and then get put them back out during the summer. That way it minimizes the time of them being out in the woods while other people are scouting and prevent them from getting stolen. I'm also going to start painting my tree stands this year uh, to get them more camouflaged in so they don't stand out quite so bad. Uh, I have like a sandy color tree stand I got from Novix and that one stands out pretty bad from a distance especially when there's no leaves on the trees and whatnot. And then the green ones actually blend in pretty good, but I just want to break it up a little bit for the human eye. I don't think the deer really care, but it's more for the human eye. So when they're out there next year, I don't have to worry quite so much about people noticing them. So there's that. If there's new gear you need to get, now it's the time to do that. While stuff's on sale, if you need to restock up like I have done, I have my cover sense stocked up on that stocking up on batteries since my cameras go through them quite a bit and then the scents and those wind indicators I use targets I stocking up on for uh, the gun seasons just to verify you know guns still on stuff like that a lot of stores are putting them on sale to move the products along so now's the time to stock up on them save some dollars instead of waiting till the last minute or when it comes back in stock right before the hunting season they are full price just some tips for that you can work on your goals and by that if you set a goal and you didn't achieve it or if you set a goal and then you need to um, revamp it or edit it tweak it around to make it more of a challenge or more of a realistic goal 
I know one of my goals this year that I didn't do last year is being more mobile. I had some pretty permanent setups and I was just dead set on leaving them there in the spot thinking that the deer movement would change and it never did. Last year seemed like a weird year anyway. The deer movement just stopped in the area that normally has good deer movement throughout the seasons. But last year it seemed like as soon as the rut came on, the deer stopped coming through the spots I used to hunt or I was hunting last year. So taking that knowledge and applying it to this year will save me a lot of wasted hours. To me it seems like wasted hours. Obviously it's still better to be out in the woods in a tree stand rather than sitting at home or sitting at work wasting my time away when I could be out hunting. But I'd like to be more productive while I'm out hunting instead of just sitting there for hours on end and not having anything show up. Thus, I'm going to take this time now that we have to scout out more areas for the gun seasons so I have more areas to go instead of just defaulting to this one spot or one area that for some reason I keep thinking it would be more productive than it was. And then, obviously, hunting these other states, I gotta get the intel and figure out where I'm gonna go and start scanning those areas out as well. So I have a feeling that my spring and summer is gonna be quite busy scouting, which is totally fine. It gets me out, gives me more content for you. And then another goal that I have for me, which then turns into my son's goal, is I want to get him into his gun hunter safety course because his late summer fall sports pretty much encompasses the whole archery season so he only got out like once or twice last year and then uh, by having him do the gun course he'll be able to get out more often and then uh, I think I'll just get him started on a muzzleloader I don't know if he's quite stout enough yet to uh shoot a 2-2 cushion, not a 2-2 uh, a 20 gauge shotgun sorry, I was thinking about my Savage 220 but I don't think he, he's quite stout enough to shoot one of those yet in a slug maybe I'll break it out for him, try it out but that's what I like about a lot of these states nowadays, out here is you can either use shotgun or a muzzleloader for the gun season And then uh, get them going on that. Get them out more this year than we did last year. And then my other goal is to get my wife out more. Um, she didn't really get out at all this last season. Tried to get her out. But like I said, this Connecticut doesn't really do a good job of allowing hunters with disabilities to be able to get out there pretty easy. Uh, that's the kind of reason I want to hunt Rhode Island. It seems like Rhode Island is more geared up and more better prepared for people with disabilities to get out. For instance, 
Connecticut, you can't really get out on their land, drive through it, and understand, like, they don't want a bunch of vehicle traffic, but when you're disabled, that's kind of like your only way to get around, and not to have trails and roads set up for that kind of makes it hard, but Rhode Island, you're able to drive out through most of the spots to get out there farther, and I think that will help her this year by doing that. Plus, it would be nice to be able to get out uh, with a vehicle to some of these spots uh, when it comes to dragging and carting deer out. Just in general, um, last year getting that deer out was a struggle going uphill. It'd be nice if the truck was <laughs> a little closer. But uh, it's part of the price, I guess, we pay. But I, anyway, I wanted to get her out more. She's got all the gear, it's just going to waste by her not using it. And then another goal of mine is to get into bear hunting. I want to get back into that. And then I think next year I want to start planning on going, doing like a spring bear season. I've never really gone out bear hunting in the spring. I would like to. It's kind of my bucket list to shoot a black bear anyways, so can't get it done if you go don't go do it and then another goal maybe for all you out there is get a new hunter out there like I'm doing with my son he's relatively new to hunting and just trying to get him out more to learn if nothing else just to learn whether he takes to it or not that's I could care less honestly I just want him to know the skills that go into it that way Later down the road, when things go south for our country, that he can take care of himself and his family if he has one by that time. That he's able to provide for them like I can do for mine. Just like all you can do for your families. So to get new hunters out there, I saw a post today on one of my uh, Facebook hunting groups that I follow here. And it drove me nuts. It was ragging on the guys from the hunting public. And about the... Essentially the downward hill slide that they're on. They were known and grew pretty quickly through the YouTube world of shooting big bucks on public, on public property and public land. And it seems like this year they must have not done so well. I haven't really followed them this year like I normally have. But I guess they didn't really do so hot this year, and their quality of deer, I guess, has gone down this last year. And I guess they were either complaining about it or made comment or something. Anyhow, these other hunters on this forum got triggered and was ragging about the numbers increasing on public property because of them and a couple of these other bigger hunters that strictly hunt public around, hunt public property and these guys are also ragging about how hunting recruitment is a problem because now it just increases the numbers of hunters out there like yes you recruit people you're, the number of hunters is going to go up but we need hunters out there to help control the population of the game, the deer, the coyotes, 
the small game. And everything needs a checks and balance. And if nobody is killing deer or not killing the numbers that the state is needing to get killed, then we're going to have a population problem. It's basic science and number crunching. So, yes, we need more hunters out there. And, yes, new hunters are going to come with new problems. They're going to learn, and by learning, you have to get out there. So, of course, they're going to go bust the bedding area, or, of course, they're going to go walking through your spot. I know when I was beginning to hunt that I have ruined a lot of people's hunts just by accident, on purpose, accidentally walking through. I've gone into thick stuff, ruining bedding but these deer are pretty adaptable. They'll either come back or they'll find a new spot to bed and we'll all in that for that spot or that area that we go to. But to rag on people for wanting to encourage hunters to be out there and new hunters, it's completely uncalled for, I feel like. I know if I was a new hunter and I was reading about that, it would probably shut me off to hunting. So if you are a new hunter and you come across these comments or these groups where people want to discuss that, please don't allow them to get to you. Continue what you're doing. Continue learning and getting out there. Hunting and harvesting animals is something that we have been blessed with to do for us, for our family, and just for the environment in itself. So please don't let these other hunters go out there and ruin that for you. But also, if you're a new hunter, don't hesitate to ask questions and learn. If you want to talk hunting, you know, I'm, I'm here. I love talking hunting. And I know there's other people out there that are just like me who want to talk hunting. I can talk hunting all day long. And if you are one of those seasoned guys or gals out there, please try to control yourself from leaving nasty comments about other hunting or other hunters I should say instead of ragging on new hunters how about try to teach them if they already ruined your hunt that is done why not try to teach them but that comes into communication as hunters I feel like we suck at communication with each other we'll communicate all day long with our hunting buddies but God forbid there's another hunter in the hunting parking lot that we all have to park to that we can't talk to them for a few minutes to figure out where they're going to hunt, what they're seeing in that area, and where we're hunting at and what we're seeing. Sharing information. I went in this, witnessed it twice this year, though, where other hunters have been out. And one was a bird hunter who was willing to share the bird information with me and anybody else that came in this parking lot. This old boy is retired and he had nothing better to do. So he'd just sit in this public hunting area and he'd go walk the trails that they've had out and then would come back to his truck, take a break, and he'd share the information that he just learned or has been learning throughout the day about these birds with any hunter that would stop to talk to him. Once he realized that I was there to deer hunt, he uh, kind of stopped sharing that information, but he was willing to share if I was just that more inclined to listen, which I was, but I was also trying to get in the woods for the afternoon. 
And then another time was this guy was out with his daughter and his dogs towards the later part of the evening, closer to the sunset. And uh, he's just trying to do some bird hunting. And he used to hunt the same area for deer uh, back in the day before he got permission for some private land. But he was more than willing to share the information with me about how the deer moved through that area since he grew up hunting there as a kid and young adult. And we need more hunters like that. I'm the same way. I will share information. I won't give you my spots, but I will tell you the information I need. Or not that I need, the information that I know. And I think we need more hunters like that. Instead of hunters that just crap on each other just because we feel like it. Because we think we know everything and nobody knows nothing when it comes to hunting. So please be one of those people that encourages other hunters to go out there to hunt. Please be the hunter that is willing to teach and share information with other hunters. And by doing that, it will make our community stronger and it will just make people better hunters understanding what they are doing out there. And we can all work together to be more successful because that is the goal at the end of the day is to be successful while out hunting. That's going to wrap this up on this episode of Unlucky Hunters Matter. I appreciate you all listening, and I promise you that I will have more content out for you. I just ask that you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and please leave us comments. We know what you all want to talk about. If you have comments about this episode, please feel free to comment on Facebook about it. I can make this better for you all. And please be on the lookout for our products we're going to have coming out, hopefully sooner than later. And please support us. I appreciate Paul. I hope you all had a good season last year. I hope you all learned something that you can apply to this season. And please just make the most out of this time that we have now. Like always, shoot straight, have fun, and best of luck to you. Thanks for listening again to Unlucky Hunters Matter.